scientists have found some weird stuff in a vaccine a lot of us were forced to take. Nightmare-worthy worms, speaking of things crawling around you, and not all wealthy people are snobs, idiots, rude. A lot of them are, but not all. And tonight, I got the proof. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. We got that. We got lots more coming up. I have a full slate. I got so much stuff here collected. And as you know, on this show, we just talk about whatever the hell I find out there that I find interesting. And we chat about it briefly and move on. And I give you all the links to everything we talk about. That is in our show notes, which is a description. I think it's down below for most people. And we are live right now on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch.tv, and Rumble.tv. Calm. Sri Racha Samson, and I know I screwed up your name, but hello. <laughs> nice to have you in over there on Twitch. Welcome. Uh, yeah, we've got some weird stuff tonight. Really weird, and in some cases, scary stuff, too. So we will, uh, we will have that, and a road sign update. That's not in our show notes. I don't think it was, but... Uh, Trust me, you're going to love this one. So, yeah, before we go to anything else, let's go to an update on our favorite furry little friend who had a big night. Miko update. (laughs) Oh, my goodness, this little girl is driving us crazy. However, we had a great night tonight. And you know what? I got to get the thing called up here here we go there we go there yeah i know it's a weird picture if you're listening on the podcast the audio of our live stream is a podcast on spotify apple Podcasts, google stitcher radio public geo 7 all kinds of uh, tuned in all, you'll find us so do check us out on our podcast you can take us with you subscribe just look for the jay sheldon show and hit follow or subscribe Anyway, uh, this is mostly visual stuff tonight. It just happened literally like an hour ago or less. Uh, before we, we decided we want to take Miko out to this great pet-friendly cafe. And uh, let me see if I can do this without screwing everything up. I'm not sure I can, but we'll try. All right. Uh, here's Miko. And she's she's being invited to go out. Oops, not that one. She is so excited. I'm asking her if if you can't hear the audio, I'm saying you want to go for a ride. And uh, hang on just one second while I figure out where this audio is coming from. Ah! Hold on. Sound effects, VL source, me. Okay, cool. I got it. Uh, sorry. Uh, all right. So that's Miko getting all excited because she knows what it means to go for a ride, and it is her favorite thing on the planet. Well, we went to Espoir Cafe, which is an SS15. It's a place here in Malaysia, if you're not listening in from Malaysia. But it's a cool little cafe. Nice food. Doggy treats. And dog-friendly. 
there she is inside the cafe. Now, we didn't leave her on the floor the whole time, of course. We absolutely put her up on the seat. Now, I ordered fish and chips, which was quite nice, actually. And that's her with her nose in the air trying to sniff because she knows she can smell when it's fried food. And she loves it. She can't eat fried food because of her tummy. But she loves it, nevertheless. Uh, we did take off some of the coating, and I gave her little bits of some fish, which she liked very much. Uh, there she is. She's got her own special chair. Look at that. Look at that face. How can you not love that face? If you're listening on our podcast, please go over to our video on rumble.com slash Sheldon, and you'll find us over there. This is outside at Espoir. There's the place. Check it out, too, if you're in Malaysia. It is a great place. Very friendly staff. Cool folks. And uh, a lot of fun, really. All right. That's Miko's update. And she had a great time. She got some new treats. And she was very excited about it. All right. The Miko update is brought to you by the good folks at BarkBox.com slash Miko if you want our special discount. You give your dog exactly what they want. It's a subscription service. It's available in the U.S., U.S. territories, and Canada for delivery. Once a month, you sign up, and they will send to your home directly this cute little box. Each month is a different theme, and inside are dog treats, a bunch of dog bags of dog treats, all natural, all good for you, uh, a dog chew, and dog toys. You can even specify what size your dog is, so small, medium, or large. And if your dog has any allergies to, you know, chicken, beef, fish, whatever, just as a tick box, and you tick that, they won't send you that. They absolutely guarantee you're going to love everything, and trust me, you will. Fantastic stuff there. And if you use our special link to sign up, you will get, uh, the link is the top link in our show notes, and an extra month free if you sign up for a multi-month subscription. Not a bad deal. You get a free extra month. Now, you can sign up for just one month if you want to, or six months or 12 months. The longer you sign up for, of course, the less the monthly subscription price is. Not terribly expensive, and uh, it really is. They, they are such a great company. They really care about you and your fur friend, your doggie. And these themed bark boxes are absolutely incredible. I promise you will love them. So do check it out. Use our special link. It's in our show notes, but it's easy to remember. Barkbox.com. That's B-A-R-K-B-O-X.com slash Miko. M-I-K-O. It's all you need to know. Sign up there and uh, you'll get your subscription started right away. Good folks at BarkBox. Thank you very much, BarkBox, for... uh, sponsoring our Miko update. All right, before we get to this whole vaccine, what the hell's in the vaccine crap, and trust me, it's a weird story. Uh, I wanted to share this because we covered it the, uh, the other day on the show about this new highway that opened in Malaysia. <laughs> we all know the road sign problem in Malaysia. We've all talked about it a thousand times. I just talked about it the last show. Well, here we go again. Hang on a quick second. I got to get, ah, here we go. Okay, those super tiny road signs that no one could read or see, they've been replaced. Yes, with bigger and clearer ones. Look at that, huh? 
Now that's a road sign. There you go. That's exactly in that spot where that little teeny tiny can't read it even if you're sitting on it road sign was. And they have now replaced it. You know, it's weird. It isn't until social media starts bitching about something that anything gets done. And it gets done fast in this country. Um, Recently, we stumbled upon the smallest possible signboard in Malaysia. This is from World of Buzz. Links in our show notes. And uh, the newly opened Souk Highway. Uh, Like almost every other aspect in our country, the signboard was fixed. Uh, See, after it had gone viral online. Prolintus Highways recently took to their profile to showcase the fix as the new signboards that are just the right size for everyone to see. So there you go. They wrote, the people are aware of the Souk Highway signage. All the directional signboards on the Souk Expressway had, have been approved according to the standards set by the authorities. Uh-huh. The additional signboards are just a side initiative. Well, isn't that nice of you that you actually took the time to create a signboard that, oh, I don't know, somebody could read? (laughs) Feedback from people were taken into consideration and the additional signboard was removed to be replaced with more appropriate sized signs. (laughs) I'm telling you. Unbelievable. And uh, one more, because it's re- it's related. It's related. It's not the same story, but it's related. And uh, once again, it's from World of Buzz. <laughs> you know, as a Westerner in an Asian country here in Malaysia, Southeast Asia, I've been here over 20 years now. Literally over, it was 20 years in May when I first landed in this amazing country. I'm still here. Thankfully, I absolutely love it here. Uh, I've been here long enough and paid enough taxes. I think I've earned the right to complain about things once in a while, a little bit. But anyway, (laughs) expats just really, for the most part, have to learn to keep their mouth shut. Because even if they have a point, even if they're right, they're not right. And you will get slammed. You will get slammed. Like this lady from the world of buzz, the whitest thing I've heard. Malaysians slams expat for wishing that road signs were in English instead of BM. BM is Bahasa Malaysia, which is the Malaysian language, Malay. Um, (laughs) Malaysia is one of Asia's most popular travel destinations, especially for those coming from Western parts of the world where mostly English is spoken. Our country's even managed to hold on to some expatriates who've decided to continue living here. That would be me, uh, just because of how much they love the country, precisely. Well, although it's relatively easy to adopt to the country, food, culture, all that stuff, uh, it seems that some have found, wait a minute, stop doing that. I don't want the immersive reader. Huh. Um, Why does this keep doing that? Knock it off. Okay, here we go. Uh, Some have found it difficult. Will you stop doing that? Okay. Recently, a Malaysian took to Twitter to slam expats for their refusal to learn the national language. In a post by Hanisa, 
who's a certified translator and proofreader. She explained that when she was listening to the radio, an expatriate mentioned that they wished more road signs were in English. Uh, As an expat, I can't understand the local language. In response to the expat's comment, Haniza said, that is the whitest thing I've heard this year. (laughs) She also urged the expat to learn Malay if you're going to live in Malaysia. Well, yes, true. When you get older, like me, learning a new language is not easy. The parts of your brain that are so adaptable when you're a young person that allow you to learn languages quicker or easily don't function quite as well. I attest, I can attest to that. I can speak a little Malay. I mean, it's been over 20 years now. Um, I can speak enough Malay to get by. I can understand more than I can actually speak. Um, There are some vast differences between the way sentences are put together in in Malay and in English. They're kind of flipped around, which is a bit weird. And um, so the other thing is that if you were to come here and not speak a single word of Malay, a whole lot of Malay words, if you just phonetically sound them out, are the same as in English. I just had this discussion yesterday. Think about this. What does the word A-I-S mean? A-I-S. How would you pronounce that? Ice. A-I-S. Ice. Well, guess what? That's the Malay word for ice. A-I-S. It really isn't that difficult. A lot of Malaysian words, if you just sound them out, hear it in your head, problem solved. Now, to be honest, I don't think this expat has a half-baked idea because for the one reason that we do have a tremendous amount of Western people who come here on holiday, spend a billion, uh, spend billions of dollars in tourist income, And if we can kiss the butt of the tourists a little more in this country, God love us for it because we need the money. So having the road signs in English isn't a bad idea. There's enough room on these signs to put it in Bahasa and English. So I can't fault this expat entirely. But honestly, if you've been here more than a year or so, you should have been able to adapt to the language enough that uh, really picking up on it ain't all that difficult. It really isn't. All right, uh, let's get to our main uh, story tonight. And it's a weird one. It's a very weird one. Did you have the vaccine? Do you regret it? Some people do. A lot of people do, actually. There are news stories coming out all the time. I am not going to say do, don't, whatever. You do you. You know my rule on this show. What I have my opinions. You have yours. We don't have to disagree. We don't have to agree. I can listen to your arguments. You can listen to mine. We can part friends and off we go. You do you. I'll do me. Regardless, 
This story appeared in the Epic Times, and the link is in our show notes, and you ought to read it. It's weird. Doctor finds rectangles and inverted pyramids in degraded mRNA vaccines. Scientists dispute the analysis. This is a fairly even-handed article, but uh, and I'm not going to read the whole thing. In fact, I'm not going to read much of it. But uh, this doctor, Daniel Nagas, using an electron scanning microscope to analyze both Pfizer and Moderna mRNA vaccines that were exposed to room temperature for weeks or months, has found really odd-looking objects that, according to several doctors who spoke to the Epic Times, shouldn't be in the vials, even after denigration. Now, he explains later on in this article that one of the reasons he let them warm up to room temperature and denigrate is because basically keeping them refrigerated is not the same as if it were in your body. Keeping them out at room temperature is. He took photos of crystals, spheres, fibers, and most strikingly, rectangles and inverted pyramids. These are some of the pictures you'll see right here. This odd-looking, let me get my mouse back here. This odd-looking rectangle thing with all these dots on it. This has been added. This is not part of the photograph. These inverted pyramid shapes. Yeah, I don't know what this one is. I assume this may be a, a close-up of that. These are scanned electron microscopes from the vaccine vials. A four-sided structure on top of six-sided structures do not occur naturally. Neither do grid markings. The molecular biologist, virologist, who reviewed Nagas's findings, told the Epoch Times under the conditions of anonymity, that the results of the scanning electron microscope revealed unexpected content. Most noticeable is a distinct rectangular shape, and there's a picture of it here, consisting primarily of carbon and oxygen, the scientist told the Epoch Times. That is a picture of the little odd-looking square. This shape is inconsistent with known morphological characteristics of vaccine components and biological matter. Further investigation of vaccine composition is pertinent and independent verification in controlled conditions is urgently needed. This is some scary stuff. Look, there is a picture of this inverted pyramid. You see that? If you're listening to the podcast, please can't encourage you enough to go click on that link and open this article from the Epic Times. It's in our show notes down below. Um, it, and these things, according to a number of doctors, should not be. They do not occur naturally. This article goes on. You look at all these kind of weird things, again, from the electron microscope. This is an image from the Pfizer vial. March batch. Very strange. Here's another weird one from the Moderna vial March batch. Look at that weird thing. Very strange. Anyway, this article gets pretty deep in the weeds with uh, all the information. There is a lot of debate whether or not this is something we need to be concerned about or not. 
I'm just sticking it out there because the article was published and any information you can put into your brain that may or may not help you make decisions, I want to share that with you. Please do check it out. It's a long article, but it's well worth your time. And uh, it doesn't get too sciencey, you know. It's not you don't have to have a PhD in neuroscience to understand it. It's written in rather plain English, but uh, it's it's weird stuff, folks. I'm telling you, very, very strange. Check out the article. It is in our show notes tonight, which are uh, right down below. So you can give that a go. Give it a read. All right, a lot of the other stuff we've got to share with you tonight are just little quick snippets and snippets that I found and I wanted to share with you because they're weird. And among the most weird, if you're squeamish, you may want to turn away from the live broadcast, the video, if you're watching it on replay. Take a look at this. You know what? That, that's a... It's a worm. Look at the mouth on this thing. Serious. Look at this. This is called Elugisca gigantea. It is so gross. It's known as a scale worm, and it lives, thankfully, in Antarctica. Antarctica, you can have them. You can have all of them. No problem. It is eight inches long. This is not a little teeny tiny worm. You know, sometimes you see the things blown up in super magnification and it's really scary. This thing's eight inches long. Roughly the size of a squirrel. Look at the mouth on this thing. This is a scale worm. Unbelievable. I uh, I put another... I'll tell you what, let me, let me just briefly share this. I put another link in our show notes. Uh, I wasn't actually going to share this, but since we're on the subject, the Antarctic scale worm is some serious nightmare fuel. And she ain't kidding. This is a cool article about it. There's another picture of it. If you're looking for something to have bad dreams about, look no further than the Antarctic scale worm. Sorry, don't want to subscribe. Uh, it's the weird animal equivalent of a mullet. Horrifying hell beast from the front, an oddly mesmerizing fleece of pure spun gold on the back. Look at that. Actually, that part of it is quite beautiful. But this, this, uh, no thank you. Anyway, it says, I don't want to alarm you, but this thing is huge. The species reportedly grows to more than 20 centimeters long and 10 centimeters wide. That is huge. Reportedly, uh, definitely not the size you would want a worm that looks like that to be. Oh my God, this thing. Unbelievable. I saw that and I thought, okay, I got to put this on the show because it's <clears throat> just that weird. Uh, what else? Oh, by the way, our book's coming up. We're going to continue with Willie and the Warthog, my uh, children's book. We will continue reading. We're on chapter three. All right. These are mostly just memes that I found, but I love what they have to say. And I put them in our show notes tonight so that you also can share them on your social media. Please do if you agree with, with the things that they're saying, because 
I just I love this stuff. It's uh, from a page on Facebook called A Very Special Needs Resource. Take a look at this. <coughs> Excuse me. When your kids are staring at another kid who has a disability, and you know kids are kids. They're going to stare. I know it's not polite, but kids are kids. If you say, don't stare, that comes across to your kids as don't engage. Now listen to this. Instead of admonishing your kids, don't, don't do that, don't, don't stare, try saying something like, would you like to go say hi? Or would you like to go ask them to play with you? Give your kids the guidance they need to become kind and accepting human beings. And man, what a great, what a great idea that is. You've got kids, you know, they see a kid who may be disabled in one way or another. Uh, someone with uh, maybe even even something, you know, like Down syndrome or cerebral palsy or something. And kids, like I said, kids are kids. They're going to stare. Instead of admonishing them, you know, hey, don't stare. Say, hey, would you like to go say hi? Would you like to go introduce yourself? Teach them to become accepting. That is such a cool thing. Again, the link to this meme is in our our show notes tonight. I can't encourage you enough to share it out there. Spread the word because it's a good word. All right. Got another one for you. Again, it's just a meme, but I loved what it said. I really, really love this one. Again, it's in our show notes if you want to share it on your social media. There is a rare breed of people who go all in. They keep their word. They give it their all. They put themselves last for those they care about. These individuals rarely receive the same compassion and effort in return, yet they continue to give freely. To the givers, the forgivers, and the selfless lovers out there, Keep pushing forward. Don't let this cold, cold world change who you are. Keep going. How nice is that, huh? Absolutely brilliant. I saw that and I thought, yeah, absolutely. Definitely got to share that one. All right. Got one more for you. (laughs) You're going to love this one. And then we'll get to our book, Willie and the Warthog. You know, uh, everybody says that um, wealthy people, the elite, perhaps with the exception of Elon Musk, because honestly, Elon impresses me as some guy you could sit down and have a beer with. I, I don't know. Maybe privately he's different, but his public persona is that he's, in addition to, what, the wealthiest guy on the planet or one of the top five anyway? He just gives you that impression that he's just like a Joey down the street guy. You could sit down and have a beer and a chat with him, and he would meet you at whatever level of intellect you wanted to. Obviously, he's a brilliant man. But we do tend to, because they tend to, and by they I mean wealthy people, privileged people, um, 
They tend to stick their nose in the air, look down on us, to think they're better than us just because of their bank accounts or what they own or what cars in their driveway. Well, this uh, is from uh, what? Oh, World of Buzz. Thank you, World of Buzz. Give them a click. This is such a cool video. Take a look at this. Everybody loves a Lamborghini. We have quite a few in this country. In fact, tonight I saw a yellow uh, Mustang, Ford Mustang, bright yellow. Oh, man. Dream car. Anyway, this owner of the Lamborghini, who obviously, if you own a Lamborghini in Malaysia, you got some bucks, okay? This owner, the kids admiring the car, and take a look. This is a video. It's, it's got sound. I'm not going to play the sound, but take a look at what happens here. There's the owner, and the dad's taking a picture of the kid next to the car, and the owner says, you want to see it closer? So he grabs the kid, pulls him up to the car, take a look at this, opens it up, and lets the kid get in the car. So dad can take a picture of him in the driver's seat of the Lamborghini. Take a look at that. And then does a, does a selfie pose with the owner of the Lamborghini. How sweet is that? Look at that. Shakes his hand. Well done. Now that is a cool, cool guy. Congratulations. I don't know who that is. There's no names attached to this article. But we need... A million more well-off people like that to change our perception of these snobby, snotty-nosed, well-off people who wouldn't give you the time of day. Here's an amazing guy who actually took the time to uh, help this kid. And uh, let's see if I can... There we go. <laughs> Took the time to let the kid enjoy the car. What did it take? All of a 60 seconds of his time. And this kid will probably remember that for the rest of his life. Wow. What a treat. And congratulations once again. Thank you so much to uh, this guy. Wow. Hero of the week as far as I'm concerned. Fantastic. Such a great story. All right. Speaking of stories... It is time to move on with our story. We are we read books on this show, the second half of the show. We do classic books mostly. We've done uh, The Wizard of Oz, Peter Pan, Winnie the Pooh, The Velveteen Rabbit, uh, The Little Prince, so many, uh, Peter Pan, I mentioned Peter Pan, uh, so many classic books we've done. You can go back to all of our old shows. You find every show we've ever done on Rumble, all 260, what, seven shows are there if you want to check out our library. And um, so anyway, we, we read these books and someone suggested, why don't you read your own book? So why not? If you'd like to pick up a copy, the link is in our show notes. But scroll down about halfway or more down below and you'll see a link to Amazon. And I think blurb.com where you can, uh, and also our Facebook page for uh, the, the book, Willie and the Warthog. It takes place in Malaysia. It is written for an international audience, however. So anytime we mention something very Malaysian, I explain what it means so you don't feel uh, left out. And uh, we've gotten up to chapter three. Willie met the Warthog, Ambrosius, in the jungle. Turned out the Warthog could talk, had stinky breath, but... Uh, Papa Kai, Willie's dad, was screaming for Willie to go, and so he left. 
Chapter 3. Willie ran as fast as he could, his banana leaf cape shredding behind him as he headed for home. And when he arrived, both Bapakai and Gwen were sitting on the porch. Double trouble. It was Bapakai who started first. Where have you been? Willie, nearly out of breath, explained, I was out at my play spot, uh, past the paddy fields. Near the jungle? Bapakai had that look of concern on his face. But he always had that when it came to dealing with Willie. Willie wanted to make sure Bapakai wasn't worried. Well, uh, no, not exactly near the jungle, just far away enough from the edge to be safe. Gwen turned, whether Bapa was done or not. How many times do we have to tell you, Willie? You'll never learn until a big snake swallows you whole, or a giant warthog bites your face off. They don't do that. Willie said with some authority. He wanted to tell them what happened. He wanted to yell it out, but he knew they wouldn't understand. Hey, until this afternoon, he wouldn't understand. Oh, yes, they do, Gwen chimed back in. How'd you know? One bites your face off? Ha! was Willie's comeback. Okay, now stop, the two of you. Papakai stood up to go. Willie, I've warned you enough about the jungle. You're old enough now to watch for yourself. Just don't let your imagination carry you too far away. Tomorrow, if I can get away from the store in time, I may just come out and see your secret play spot. Okay, Willie answered in a low voice. He knew if Papa saw just how close to the edge of the jungle he was, he would forbid him from going there. Well, Bapakai headed back into the house. Gwen, on the other hand, wasn't finished. That wasn't unusual. She always had the last word, and usually after Bapakai left. She squinted up her nose, looked down at Willie. I still see palm fronds under the house, Willie'd forgotten. I'll get it done before supper, promise. And with that, Gwen picked herself up from the porch, gave a snort, which reminded Willie of Ambrosius, and she left. Warthog, Willie said under his breath, smiling to himself, and sat down on the steps leading up to the porch. He thought, I'll just rest for a few minutes before dinner. After that, it had been a very long and very strange day, and he couldn't wait for tomorrow. Chapter 4 The walk home from school the next morning was really more of a run for Willie. He stopped by Bapa's store just to see how busy it was. Mr. Hashem and Mr. Shuk were sitting in front of the store on plastic stools with their tayteric pulled tea, which adds bubbles and cools it slightly, a Malaysian favorite. They were having their usual friendly argument about the differences of life in a small kampong and life in a big city, like Kuala Lumpur. Other than that, 
Some new stocks had just arrived, so Willie guessed Mappa would be busy for the whole afternoon. Willie was very careful not to be seen by Bapa Kai. Not that he didn't help out. He often did and liked working beside his Bapa in the store. But today, oh, today was special. He had so many questions to ask Ambrosius. So Willie ran back out and headed for home. Once at his house, he went to get Robot from his usual hiding spot, and it was then he realized in his days yesterday he'd forgotten Robot in the jungle. Well, never mind, Willie thought. He should still be in the same place unless a giant snake swallowed him whole. Willie shivered at the thought. No, Robot has no flavor. Snake would just throw him back up. Ha <laughs> ha! With that, he ran across the paddy fields with a mind full of questions and a stomach full of excitement. When he finally reached the edge of the jungle, things seemed a bit different, yet partly the same as always. Yesterday, after tripping into things and meeting Ambrosius, the jungle just didn't seem so scary. Today, though, it was right back to being a strange, forbidding place with dark shadows and who knows what else, maybe with big teeth waiting inside. Willie'd half expected to find Ambrosius at the edge of the jungle, but there was no one. Willie suddenly realized that he would have to go back to the spot where they met yesterday, by himself. No Ambrosius. Suddenly... Willie had a horrible thought. Did yesterday really happen? What if he were just dreaming? What if that fall knocked his head too hard, and there was no talking warthog named Ambrosius? I mean, it was kind of too weird to be true. Well, either way, Willie had no choice. If he was going to rescue Robot, he was going in. Remembering the vine he'd tripped over yesterday, Willie stepped even more carefully. One slow step at a time, he made his way the short distance to the spot near the shadows. Willie peered into the shadow, trying to see Robot, but really couldn't see much of anything. Then he heard a rustle from beyond those black shadows, followed by the familiar clump of hooves and an occasional snort. Willie thought, Well, it's either Ambrosius or my sister Gwen. And he gave a nervous giggle. Even before he could see him, he heard him say, Missing something? Just then, Ambrosius appeared from the shadows with Robot in his mouth. He dropped Robot at Willie's feet. Willie smiled and picked him up. He was covered in slime, which smelled a lot like Ambrosius's breath. Ew! was all Willie could say as he tried to wipe the saliva from himself and Robot. Ambrosius asked, Did your papa yell a lot last night? Willie replied that Papa never really yells. It's his sister that yells. Uh, papa was more of a stern teacher. 
He let Willie have his imagination, but always warned him about the dangers and kept an eye. Oh, he said he might come out to check up on me this afternoon, but he's got a lot of work at his store, and I don't think he'll make it, Willie explained. Ambrosius took a step back. If he sees me, he really won't understand. Willie tried to calm his fears. It's okay, Ambrosius. Nothing to worry. The two stayed in the spot near the shadows for hours, talking about life in the kampong and life in the jungle. Ambrosius told Willie about times when he was hunted and had to run very fast for his life. Even though Ambrosius was very small of a warthog, as warthogs go, he still had to watch himself all the time. Suddenly, their conversation was halted by a sound. A familiar yell. Willie! It was Bapakai. Only this wasn't from across the paddy fields. This was right outside at the jungle's edge. Bapakai had come looking. Ambrosius and Willie both froze, perfectly still. They could hear Bapa stepping through the edge of the jungle, and they knew it wouldn't be long before he reached them. The palm leaves in front hid them mostly, but now they began to slide apart. It was Bapakai, and he had his shotgun. Willie! Bapa yelled. Get away from that thing! Bapakai sounded more serious than Willie had ever heard him. Willie jumped up and put his arms around Ambrosius's neck. Papa, no! This is my friend! His name is Ambrosius, and we've spent the whole afternoon together talking and having fun. He isn't bad. Really, he isn't. Papa looked down the barrel of his shotgun at the strange scene before him, ready to shoot if that warthog, whatever his name was, even flinched when he noticed that his son looked more brave than he'd ever seen him, a little warrior. And the warthog looked as scared as he'd ever seen anyone or anything. Willie continued to beg his papa and hug Ambrosius tight. He picked up Robot, showed Bapa, saying, Look, he even saved Robot for me. After what seemed a lifetime to Willie and Ambrosius, and not enough time to make a good judgment to Bapakai. Papa looked down the barrel of his shotgun again and slowly began to laugh. Willie and Ambrosius looked at each other, and they began to laugh. Well, Willie laughed. Ambrosius snorted. I can't believe it. How, young man, did you manage to tame a warthog. Papa lowered his shotgun, but kept it ready. Really, Papa, I didn't, Willie tried to explain quickly. Yesterday, I lost Robot just inside the edge of the jungle. I, I thought if I just went in a meter or two, it'd be okay. So I stepped in, but I tripped over a vine. Then Ambrosius came out of the shadows and introduced himself. We've been best buddies ever since. Honest, he's harmless. Right, Ambrosius? Ambrosius looked at Papa, then Willie, and nodded. 
Only Willie could hear him say, Right. What Bapa heard was just a snort. How do you know his name? Bapa wanted to know. Oh, he can talk, but he says, I'm the only one who can hear and understand him. Mm, okay, Bapa scratched his head. It made no sense, but I can't deny what I see. Now, let's get your robot, get home for dinner. I think I've had enough excitement for one day. Ambronix, see you tomorrow. It's Ambrosius. It was then Willie had a brilliant idea. Papa, could he come home with us? Papa Kai took a step backwards. Absolutely not. Willie began his favorite begging routine. It often worked on Papa. Uh, but Papa, he's no trouble. He'll sleep under the house. He he'd make a great guard dog. If he stays in the jungle, someone might hunt him. And, and Papa, I really don't want to lose my new best friend. Then Willie looked up with his big brown eyes into Papa's face. and Papa thought about it, thought about how strange this day had already been, and looked back to Willie. Okay, but remember, he's still a wild animal. I'm keeping a close eye on him. Well, Willie's face lit up. Oh, thank you, Bapa. Did you hear that, Ambrosius? You can stay under our house. Ambrosius gave a snort, which Willie heard as thank you. Then Bapa looked straight at Willie and added, Just don't let Gwen find out. <laughs> All right, we're going to leave it there, and we will pick it up on Monday with... Uh, more of Willie and the Warthog. Cool beans. <laughs> He's going home. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for uh, popping in. Thanks for the likes and shares and follows. I appreciate that. Uh, if you're watching on our live video stream, thank you much. Be sure to follow, like, share if you're so inclined. We really appreciate that. And also, uh, don't forget to check us out on our podcast. It's the same audio as our video stream. You can find all of our videos, our whole library, at rumble.com, YouTube, Facebook. Twitch doesn't save things, but Twitch is weird anyway, so there you go. Anyway, we love our Twitch audience. Thank you, guys. It's just it's Twitch itself that is kind of messy, but re regardless, um, you'll find all of our shows on rumble.com. Sign up for a free account. I'm telling you, Rumble is kicking butt and taking names. They are the new hotspot. YouTube, it's going to be goodbye very soon. Rumble, the place to be, rumble.com. Check us out over there. All right, uh, and our podcast, of course. Thank you to all of our podcast listeners around the world. We appreciate that. I'll see you again on Monday night, 10 o'clock Malaysian time. This is the Jay Sheldon Show. Snort. <laughs>